Welcome to She Ventures Office Hours, a podcast for women wanting to unleash their untapped power within, in life, work, and beyond. I'm your host, Georgina Miranda, founder of She Ventures, social entrepreneur, storyteller, adventurer, coach, and activist. Each episode, we share wisdom, advice, and get real with inspiring souls from around the globe to help you on your journey to thrive, be well, and live and work true. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's dive in. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have the pleasure of having Gail Straub with us. You might know her for her She Explores podcast, which is an award-winning podcast that is for and about women who are inspired by time spent outside. A little bit more about Gail. She founded SheExplores.com in 2014 as she headed out on a long road trip with her partner. She wanted to create space where women could share their stories, photographs, and artwork of their experiences outside and on the road. A few years later now, she's decided to deepen the conversations that were happening on social media and through essays by launching She Explores as a podcast. Today, she oversees editorial content, produces She Explores, co-produces Women on the Road, and manages She Explores social media and helps coordinate brand partnerships. Today we talk about Gail's journey that started out in venture capital with CPA and how it led her to where she is today. We also explore how to start a podcast, if that's something you might be interested in, and more importantly about the journey of sharing women's stories in the outdoors and adventure as it's evolved over the years that we've both been working in the space. So Gail, thank you so much. We're so excited to have you with us, and I really look forward to this conversation. Thank you for having me. And a lot of you, I hope, have been listening to She Explores. It's a fabulous podcast, award-winning. And Gail, tell us a little bit about She Explores. Yeah, so I actually had Georgina on the show um, a couple of weeks ago, episode 82, if you're actually episode 81, if you're curious to hear more of her story. Um, so She Explores is it is a podcast of that name, and it's also um, a small media company. So we actually produce two podcasts, one called She Explores, which is for um, basically uh, it's about women, how they experience the outdoors, and then how that overlaps with other aspects of their lives. So we've had episodes about entrepreneurship. We've had episodes about mental health and depression and anxiety and other issues around that. Um, we've had episodes about taking solo hikes. Um, So it's really just that overlap of things that women experience in their lives and then also the way they experience the outdoors. Um, And then our second show is called Women on the Road. And we started that show a year ago and it's all, um, it's basically camper travel from a feminine perspective as well. So Laura Hughes hosts that show and I help produce it. And we've had over 30 episodes of that. So if you're interested in like van travel, um, camper travel, weekend road trips, it's really just like different ways people experience life on the road. Um, so we have two podcasts and then we also have a very full blog because we've been doing the blog for four years. So there's uh, at least 400 articles on the site um, and they're very evergreen. So you can kind of go back and it's not really time sensitive, which is nice. We kind of like to have timeless stories um, and that all centers around themes of she ex- both of the podcasts. So she explores um, and women on the road. So it's, basically travel and the outdoors from a feminine perspective. Amazing. And yeah. so <laughs> you started She Explores, you said you had about four years ago with the blog. Mm-hmm. When did the podcast start? The podcast started two years ago. So um, 
I basically started She Explorers four years ago as um, an outlet, I think, um, because I was working as a CPA at a venture capital firm. So I worked for two years at a VC firm, and then I worked for two and a half years in public um, as a public auditing accountant at a big four public accounting firm. Um, and my outlet was always spending time outside, even if it was going for walks, like at night after work. Um, and I decided with my partner to travel for a year in a Sprinter van. That was a very conscious decision that we decided to do. We saved up for a year and a half. And I figured with that time, um, I could launch She Explorers because I've been thinking about it a lot and wanting to showcase other women's experiences in the outdoors and their art and the way they kind of interpreted their time outside. I think you and I can probably relate to this a little bit of when we started sharing women's stories, where where it was then and where it is now. Mm. Uh, you know, <laughs> maybe the, the lack of stories that were around when we first started She Explores. Yeah, yeah. So when I started She Explores four years ago, there weren't a lot. Like, and I saw some blogs that were just from one person's perspective. Like there were a lot of... Um, you know, I went out and did this and I've never been as maybe good at telling my own story. I've always been more interested in telling my story through other people's stories. So um, the, the other sites that there were out there weren't really feeding the need that I felt like I had. But there were like there was Outdoor Women's Alliance, which is a great nonprofit that still exists. Um, Dirtbag Dar Darling was a blog then and she's more gone on to do more independent photography work. But yeah, as a whole, the industry wasn't really telling stories about women, and they certainly weren't telling stories about women of color. It was a very narrow view of, like, what it looked like to spend time outside back then. And I'm sure, you know, as you were working on your previous company, <laughs> you experienced the same thing. Yeah, definitely. It was uh, it was just so interesting, and, and maybe you experienced it when you were actually out there doing all the the adventuring, the traveling, exploring, I'm sure you saw other women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And yeah, the first, like when I started She Explorers as the site, I was really thinking about it both from um, not seeing a lot of places to showcase like your work. So like photography and art. So we have a section on the site that's an artistry section. Um, and then I, we also had a section that was women on the road. And when I was going out to spend a year travel traveling on the road in a Sprinter van, I was seeing a lot of, um, you know, the male perspective of like, this is what I did to build out the van. This is, um, this is, this is my account. Like a lot of just, and I want, I was curious as to what the experience was like for women. So um, I started interviewing them just, you know, in blog format and learning about them and, um, that side of the site really took off because those stories weren't being told as much. Right. And so was that really the trigger? Did you always know you wanted to tell it from a woman's perspective and just solely focus on women? Or was there a part of you that was more curious around telling the narrative of this type of travel? I always wanted to tell from a women's perspective. Um, and I think that for me sprung from Growing up in a family, like I have, the women in my family are very creative. Um, and maybe just just like my mom's an artist, her sister is an artist. My sister is a poet. And unfortunately, I always saw my mom creating this beautiful art and never sharing it with anyone. And I, that type of, that lack of confidence is, I think it is hereditary. You know, that stuff gets passed down. And I felt that too. And I'd spent years kind of, not 
um, saying what I, how I felt about things. And um, I didn't like the idea of, like, I wanted to make a space where other people's stories were told if they weren't feeling as confident about it. But that's also changed over time. Like, I don't think that's true. And I don't think um, it was more of the seed in starting it. And I, I, I definitely don't want to speak from, like, I shouldn't have said that it's one experience. Like, so many people have so many different experiences. But um, that's just what I noticed in my family. And I, I think it is a common theme sometimes of just having the confidence to put your work out there, mm -hmm. especially if it's not perfect work. So we see that a lot. You know, I, I would say perfect is the enemy of done. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's... Uh, it is that, that point where sometimes you just need a little encouragement or just seeing enough people having the courage to put themselves out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a multiplier effect to that. And I was also seeing like when you think about traditional, at least in the art world, it, there's the, there, social media has been really great in that it's been able to, to showcase so many different people who might not have been seen before. Like there used to be, it seems like there was a bigger like, gate up before like the of um like museums or galleries and just like harder for people to see to see what you're doing and to have dialogue around it like there's it's so great to have that instant um you know feedback and when I first started doing she explores and sharing photography on social media and then sharing others it was really great to be able to have these kind of conversations um, real time. And then after a couple of years working on that, I found that, you know, there, there started to be more saturation in how many photos, how many stories were being told on social media. And I was looking for um, a deeper outlet for that. And I was listening to a lot of podcasts and I thought, you know, maybe I could start a podcast too. <laughs> so I just started, I kept listening and thinking, okay, what do I like listening to? And this is what I tell people who when they ask me how when they want to get started I tell them just to, to listen and, and try to reverse engineer what you like um because if that's gonna end up being like what you want to listen to is what you want to create sure definitely yeah <laughs> yeah and, and right now with podcasts I mean are definitely on trend <laughs> mm -hmm. something that a lot of people are interested in creating and things like that and so uh, you've had it now, you said two years. Yeah. How has this like wave of new podcasts had an, has it had any impact um, on you or is it even helping elevate hopefully what you're doing? Yeah, you know, it is funny. Like I also started She Explores as a podcast when there weren't any, or I couldn't find any women in the outdoors style podcasts, like any podcasts that were speaking to the demographic that I wanted to speak to. Um, and there are definitely more now. Um, and that's a good thing. I personally tend to only listen to podcasts outside of my genre, um, <laughs> because I don't want to replicate them, you know, by accident. I don't want like I, I want um, to support other people, but I also want to find inspiration elsewhere. So I think that I've heard from a lot of people recently, like, ooh, does that hurt you having just so many podcasts generally? Like, there's a lot of shows to choose from. And I think, you know, it does. Like, it's 
it's tough to keep up as a consumer with all the great content that's out there. And that's the case for social media. It's the case for blogs. It's the case for books. It's the case for everything. We're all kind of like overwhelmed. Um, but I think the fact that more people enjoy the medium is a very good thing. And I think that for as many people who say that there's a lot of podcasts out there, there are people who have no idea that the medium even exists or how to access one. So I think it's a it's still like a very growing space. And I love that at this moment, at least, it's a space that is very accessible to get into for creators. Like, I think that it's a matter of um, listening. Like I said, it's a matter of investing a very small amount of money in some equipment. And it's a matter of, um, you know, the amount of time you have, which is, of course, valuable. But I love that it's still it's still a place that, like, yes, Apple Podcast has a lot of control over the market, but um, there um, you could still create something and it's not there's not like an algorithm that's going to make or break you, which is which is nice when you think about, you know, a, a lot of people who are in the content creation world can uh, do struggle at times with like Facebook and Instagram algorithms. And so let's talk a little bit about the equipment. If there's somebody at home yeah. <laughs> who need to start a podcast. Yeah. So I actually do have a blog post on She Explores about this, which I'm happy to share with um, anyone who wants to know where it is. Um, when I first got started, I bought a blue Yeti mic. Um, and I think that was like $120. Um, and that's the mic, a mic that I use for my side of the conversation. Um, and it plugs into your computer, like with a USB, and you use that for like recording monologue or recording your side of an interview. Um, and then, so that's one piece of gear. And then the other piece of gear is really just downloading a, um, like a plugin for Skype that let, it's called Call Recorder for Skype. And you can record both sides of the conversation on Skype. And then it's whatever auto, um, audio editing software that you want to use. So Adobe Audition, or um, that's what I use, but you could use like GarageBand, which is on your computer already, which is free. So like all told, you could start a podcast for like $150. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Yeah. And I've since bought like some extra, um, some some extra pieces of gear, like a Zoom H4 recorder. So if I want to like record outside the sound of like footprints and, you know, yeah. leaves rustling, all those things. <laughs> Amazing. So it's been quite a journey from where you started to where you are today. You know, you've gotten really phenomenal feedback on the podcast and gotten to interview so many different amazing women along the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, what's been your favorite part of this whole journey of an entrepreneur, as a creative, um, as you maybe think about where this goes to next? Mm -hmm. So I think for sure, my favorite part is absolutely meeting the women um, and getting to relive the conversation. Like I'll, I'll listen to an interview at least five times um, as I edit it, at least. So I find that their words kind of follow me around. Um, <laughs> and I feel like I, I really got to, to know someone. Um, and then I love hearing from them after. Like, I know not everyone likes hearing their own voice. Like, I know it's it's hard. It's very vulnerable to listen to the edit after. And, and 
I really, my favorite part, I think, is when people re- like email me after and say that they enjoyed it, like that it, it was something that did highlight the work they're doing, the parts of themselves they wanted to share. Um, and that's when I feel that the work is the most rewarding. Um, and yeah, I mean, going into the future, I, I just want to keep, it can feel so simple, but I just want to keep telling stories. Like, I feel like there's like an infinite number of people's stories to tell. Like we've, I've done over 80 episodes and had so many women on the show. And, um, I, I do say no sometimes to interviews because I have too many slated up or too many people to talk to and I need time to think through them. And, um, it's really exciting to think that like, this could be the tip of the iceberg. And I love that I'm never bored. Like I'm never bored by these conversations. I'm never bored by editing. I'm never bored by, um, shaping a conversation into something else. Um, so yeah, that's what keeps me going. I love editing too. I feel like such a nerd saying that, but I love like, um, I love cutting something down into to the, the, the stuff that I feel like should be heard. And, and so that editing is really like a specific skill too. There's a lot of people that produce content, but they necessarily don't like the editing piece. Yeah, yeah. So what about the skills that you had to learn mm-hmm. along the way to, I mean, because you were in venture capital, you were CPA, you know, <laughs> you're a creative storyteller, you know, you also have amazing photography all these other different skills that also are utilizing a completely different part of your brain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. That is a very different part of my brain. So what I, are the different skills you had to learn in this She Explores journey, both mm-hmm. the blog and the podcast? Yeah, so I always like to say that I was, I've always been like type A and type B, which has served me well in both accounting and in this work, because Um, as much as I do feel that I'm a creative person, I am very detail oriented. Um, I'm also a very messy person. So that did not serve me in accounting, like the stacks of paper that I had everywhere. Um, but so the skills that I had to learn, um, I I obviously had to teach myself how to use certain software, like especially for the podcast, but I just generally I've taught myself a lot within Adobe creative suite, which if you're someone who enjoys um, visual creative work um, and audio, and if you're interested in film, it's a great, um, you know, it's $50 a month to, to have that, like access to all these different programs, which I find to be invaluable. Um, and I am someone who learns by doing, and I'm also someone who learns by doing by herself typically. So I, it's a lot of trial and error and it's a lot of being okay with, it not sounding that good. Like I, I joke that I, I don't know if I'll ever listen to the first couple of episodes of She Explores because I, I think that they probably sound really, really bad. But I slowly learned, like I didn't like launch it when it was perfect. And I think that's something that um, it ha- help, has helped me um, because I you can sit on something for a really long time and I probably would have had to move on to something else if I just waited until it was going to be like the perfect show to share with everyone. So I think I, I learned slowly over time and I'm a big believer in like incremental change. And I think that that's, um, that's helped me build a skill set. And I'm excited to hear, you know, what she explores or women on the road might sound like, you know, in a year, um, but not in a way that's like consciously I'm going to build all these skills, but like slowly by listening, how, you get get better at something. Um, 
And I will say that I think that I did have a lot of the skills that I have now as a CPA and as an accountant. Um, and I just used different times in my day to, to express them. Um, and my sister's also, uh, so I have a twin sister and she's a writer and she's very good at editing writing. Um, and we used to, growing up, you always try to like say how you're different than each other. Like that's how people would talk about us. Like, oh, you're like half an inch shorter. You're really, in, like people would always say to me, you're really into science and math and you're really into, my sister's really into writing and creative work. And I think that we put ourselves into boxes that way. And the older I've gotten, the more I've realized that we have so many overlaps and so many um, similar interests. And I hate the idea of putting people in boxes. So um, yeah. <laughs> belongs in one, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's fun to think about. Um, I, I, I am proud of what I've learned and also proud of what I've like learned about myself through doing this work. Because um, there's a lot that you just kind of have to like, buffer out because like it's already there it's yeah, that's great um and I think it's just such a powerful story too of you taking a big leap and really changing your your whole career path mm. um was yeah. that was that something that you knew would probably happen when you went on your road trip with your partner or was that an intention that when you came back you would be doing something different or it, yeah, it was definitely an intention, um, and it was, it was like a, so I'd spent, and it's like, it also feels cliche to say this, but like I'd spent a lot of my, um, like student life and younger life doing things because I felt like I should do them, you know, like I, I remember when I was a kid, I used to, and a teenager, like, I love the idea of making films. Like, that was something that I wanted to do. But it wasn't anything I ever expressed to anyone. I would just, like, have these stories in my head and <laughs> pretend I had a camera in my head. Like, really silly stuff. But I didn't ever, like, pursue it. Um, and I went to school and I felt like, you know, I, in many ways I um, defined myself through my sister. So I was the other of my sister. And so I kind of went to school not really sure what I was going to study and um, took so many different classes and just kind of had a psych major because that's how many credits I had in psychology. So I was really just spending a lot of time figuring things out. Um, but when I was working as an accountant um, and I had made that decision because I, I graduated from college like in 2008 when the market crashed. So it was, it was definitely a, a decision of, I'm gonna go back to school, I'm gonna learn something that, um, is consistent and will um, earn, you know, a good income with good skills to have. And I'm really glad that I did because I learned so much about how businesses work. Um, I learned, and I also learned to do things that, um, you know, auditing like the reserve, actuarial reserves in an insurance company is not that interesting. And it's good to do things that aren't that interesting. Like it's good to, to be 24, 25, like, muscling through and working long hours. And um, I really value having done those things because there's a lot of running a business, running a company that are things that you don't want to do. Like you don't necessarily want to like put journal entries into your QuickBooks. Like you don't want to ask people like, I don't know, there's a lot of things I don't want to do in my daily life. And it's like really healthy to, to go through those things. Um, but I knew when I was working at the VC firm that, so I had moved from working in 
public accounting at a big four accounting firm and I was looking for a change. I knew that wasn't the work that I wanted to do. It's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of repetition. There's a lot of going in and seeing the same clients year over year, checking off boxes year over year. And people don't really like seeing auditors. Like no one's like, oh, I'm so happy to see you. You're going to audit my financial statements. Um, so I knew I wanted to leave that. And I was looking for a change and I had an opportunity to um, do the same work in London um, for the same company. And I was, I, my whole schedule in the US was cleared. Like they were going to send me to London. And then I realized that if I was, I'd be doing the same work there. Like I'd be driving an hour out of London to visit clients. That's what I was doing in Boston. I was driving, you know, spending a lot of time on the road each day, working very long hours. And I realized that I knew I wanted to change, but it wasn't necessarily just changing the place. It felt like a Band-Aid, you know, fix. Um, so I moved to BC, which was more consistent hours. It was nine to six. And I really, really enjoyed it. Like I learned so much working there. Um, but I was also talking more about the creative work that I enjoyed. Um, my partner was really supportive of that. I was feeling a little more confident in that. And I was realizing where I was, I was enjoying hiking. I was enjoying taking photos. I was enjoying um, expressing myself more. And I thought, okay, if we're gonna spend all this time saving, this is a good time to start thinking about what what I want. And I realized this is super privileged to be able to save that money for a year of your life. And the money didn't last as long as we thought it would. <laughs> like that's kind of the way things go too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it definitely, um, I kind of knew I wasn't going to go back. I also let my CPA license lapse, which was a, like a really good way of making sure I didn't go back because I didn't want to go back at a lower level than I was before. And I didn't necessarily want to invest in <laughs> taking the, the exam again. <laughs> yeah. And that, that, that test like takes a few months. And so it's a, it's a lot of studying and I kind of got it all over with at once right after grad school. And I didn't know if I'd be able to put myself in that headspace again. So, um, yeah, and, and but I didn't necessarily know how long I'd be able to do She Explores for when I got off the road because um, we, my partner and I started doing some marketing consulting on the side of She Explores, um, but I realized I was still spending a lot of time with She Explores, just not making money off of it. So it's been a, there's been a lot of moments where I wasn't sure that I would be able to keep doing it, but um Let's talk a little bit about that because I think that that's a very real part of entrepreneurship is that mm -hmm. when you start off, um, you can pour your heart and soul into something and it doesn't make you any money. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so it's like, how long do you do that for? Yeah. And what's the cutoff point? I mean, I know with my previous company, I kept giving myself these deadlines and it's like, oh, you now you passed your deadline yet again, you know, but my heart was still so much in it that I didn't want to let it go. Mm. Um, but there's realities of, you know, survival and needing to, to be able to support yourself and all those things. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that journey of, you know, mm. when you knew it could be a, a full-time business going forward for you. And mm. then, you know, what are some of the most challenging times and stepping out of your comfort zone there and taking these big leaps? Yeah, so something that you said in our interview um, that, you know, I listened to again and again when I was editing it, um, that you said, if you have passion, like, you're going to go forever. Um, and that's a double-edged sword, obviously. Like, <laughs> it's a really good thing because it keeps you working and it keeps you focused on, like, what your goals are, but it can 
put blinders on, you know, if you, if you aren't, if you're just okay with that struggle, if you're not making money on it, if you're not being practical as a business person. Um, so for me, I hit certain points where, um, so we kept, so my partner went and got a full-time job after we traveled for a year because, um, and I had saved, like, it's very personal to talk about money, but like I had saved, yeah, I'd saved more money when we were traveling. And then, so I ended up helping him for a bit. And then after getting off the road, he was like, well, I'm going to help you. And so between that and the consulting, it made it possible to keep investing time into She Explorers and time is money, you know, like it, it is money. Um, and luckily, you know, with digital, anything digital, there isn't a big overhead, but I, I definitely hit this point where I was, this was, I think this was right before I started the podcast and I was like, okay, this isn't this, maybe this isn't just like the rational thing to do anymore. You know, like maybe I am a little blinded by passion, you know? Um, and I was working on a side project that related to She Explorers with a friend. Um, and we ended up pitching a short film to RAI to, to make it. Um, and I knew that if I was going to make this film, I would, I couldn't work, you know, I couldn't go get a full-time job or seek out a full-time job. So that was something that kept me going. Like I was like, okay, I'm, I really want to make this video, this short film about entrepreneurial women happen. So that that was like the bridge. Like I feel like there's been these little bridges. Like you know, people talk about bridge loans in companies, yes. <laughs> but it's not like actually a loan. It's just like a bridge that keeps. Yes. No, you know, I that just enough to just like let you make it for like another couple of. of months or the next iteration or whatever it might be yeah exactly and then so so then at the same time I launched the podcast and I had this like renewed energy from working on that and it was just bi-weekly at first but it um it picked up pretty quickly and I found that at that point there weren't a lot of podcasts for in this space and it was something that unique that I could talk to businesses you know sponsors about so um all of a sudden it became sustainable again and it felt like oh if I can make this weekly this could this could be a good income of course the more work you do the more um people you need to to do the work and then the more money you need to pay people so it gets still kind of working on that math <laughs> but um yeah I, I that found that was like the the extra first that I needed to keep to keep working I'm so glad I did because um, I found that the podcast is like the thing that I love doing the most and um, has been super rewarding. So, and it's led to other opportunities too. Yeah. No, that's um, great. Yeah. And so talking about challenges, um, I think that the biggest challenges for me and um, I've overcome them, but also continue to face them. <laughs> I think I have a very hard time with sales, which is a problem when that's how you um, make money. Um, I, I know it's also kind of a stereotype for women to have a harder time with sales or to ask for money or to price yourself accordingly, but that's definitely um, a challenge for me. Um, another challenge for me is I work with two other women, which is awesome, but they don't, aren't in the same workspace as me. Like we, It's super cool that we can work in different parts of the country. We actually, Haley lives in Canada. Laura lives on the road, so she's kind of all over the place. Um, but it's it's hard working by yourself. Um, and I think that when you're not getting that 
somebody's not getting those interactions from like coworkers or you're getting like feedback from people that you're doing well. Um, for me, self-doubt creeps in, but that's it's obviously a theme in my life. <laughs> yeah, and I think with that, you know, if there's folks watching, you know, that you are a solo entrepreneur or you're working remotely, you're trying digital nomad life, yeah. it is important to find community and we all find it, I think, in different ways. Uh, and there's so much available now with technology. I mean, look at what we're doing right now. Yeah. Where we're able to connect and it's wonderful. And um, yeah, in my journey, I've really relied on co-working spaces and building community through that. Um, and just having some, you know, those trusted people too that you can maybe hop on a call with or check mm -hmm. in with periodically and just collaborate and share, you know, where you are in the journey because it doesn't get spoken about enough. I don't think that the entrepreneurship journey can be pretty lonely. Mm -hmm. It's really glamorized and, and it is really beautiful to have the freedom to create mm -hmm. and to work on something you love. But then there's the realities that you're speaking about. Yeah. And the other like challenge and reality for me is that, you know, I talked about how I like doing things and learning things on my own. Um, and I think that's a great skill. You know, it's great to want to do that. But I, um, I wish and I always tell their people like it's good to ask for help. But I wish that I asked for help more than I do. Sure. Um, yeah. Something I'm still working on. <laughs> Yeah, because asking for help doesn't mean like that we're not capable of doing the work or that, you know, it's it's never a negative thing. It's just that, you know, you're going to be more empowered to, to have a bigger capacity to do more mm -hmm. if there's resources. And, I, and I'm guilty of the same thing. I, <laughs> I second asking for help. <laughs> Let's say there's somebody at home, like what are like top three tips that you would give them to, to, to start one if they're considering? Yeah, so um, I would definitely recommend, as I said earlier, that you should spend a lot of time listening to podcasts. Um, and, you know, don't be intimidated by the fact that at the end of the shows that you like, there's probably going to be credits where they talk about like the 20 people who help make the show possible. Uh, especially if you think it's just going to be you making it, you know, I always listen, I'm like, Oh, sound engineered by so-and-so edited by so-and-so. And it'd be funny if at the end of my show, it was just like, Gail, Gail, Gail. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I think that there are ways that you can, you can listen and think, okay, here's what I like. I like uh, an interview. I like it. Like maybe someone likes an interview. That's like a Ted fair style um, or like Shelby Stang Stanger for wild idea wild ideas worth living. She, her interviews are typically unedited and she's just a fantastic interviewer. It's like, maybe that's what you like listening to. Maybe you like listening to a two hour podcast or um, maybe you like listening to uh, people read their stories, their essays out loud in um, like kind of a poetic way. And there are ways to replicate that, that center around themes or subjects that you really care about. Um, and I also think you should when you're listening, think about what's not out there already. Um, you don't want people, you want to make sure there's an audience for it too, but you you want to make sure it's unique um, and that it speaks to, to your voice. Um, and then I would also say that it's really important to, and I didn't do this, so this is why I think it's really important uh, to bank a few episodes before you launch. So like create 
like three or four episodes so that you're not scrambling um, for your deadlines. Because, you know, you end up catching up. I'm sure at some point you will scramble. But when you first get started, it will be very helpful for you. So you can spend time thinking about how you're going to market it, how you're going to write show notes, how you're going to create all the assets. Um, there's a lot more to it than just that audio file. Um, so it's really helpful to bank a few in advance. Um, and then I think it's, you know, this is a really obvious one too, but like really, really love the subject that you're talking about working around because you're going to spend a lot of time listening to it. <laughs> and if you don't enjoy it, um, and especially if it takes you a while to build traction, to get listeners, um, to, to get any sponsorship, like you're going to be doing it for the love of it. So you, you, you want to make sure it's something you're really passionate about. Great. And then, so with that, you talked about having a voice. So talking about having a point of view mm -hmm. is really critical. So that, that, that helps build consistency, right? Yeah. yeah. Throughout the podcast or throughout, I think it goes throughout a blog or a podcast. Mm -hmm. and, you know, people know what to expect in terms of, I imagine that's a little challenging. I mean, same with the show as well. It's a, we definitely have a voice and point of view, but it's also creating enough space so that the people that you're featuring can present themselves in their own authentic way. Mm -hmm. um, but without in a way that people are like, what is this about? Like, <laughs> like they're over here and now they're, you know, so. Yeah, no, it is. Um, I, I've, I haven't consciously thought about it too much um, for like, there is a balance of like how much, is the host present and how much is the guest present and how much like I'm a very private person so I really think a lot about I don't think a lot about it but I um I think when I do share something it's because I, I can't help but share it um and, but I, I I think a bit about that balance of um you know how much of myself do I give how much do I and Overall, my goal is always to highlight the person, so making sure that they have as much airtime as possible. <laughs> and so you've interviewed so many amazing women over the years. Has it changed your relationship with the word adventure or exploring or anything like that? Yeah, I think doing this work, um, I have a much broader view of what adventure is and what, you know, quote unquote exploring is. Um, I always thought that, you know, you, you kind of start with like your small view of the world, like what's going on around you. And my network has become so much larger than it ever was before. So I've gotten to see like I, I'm going to feature a woman within the next month who ha her daughter has Down syndrome and she talks about how her daughter, what her daughter has taught her and how much more joy she's like open to in her life. And, you know, I personally don't know anyone who has um, a child with Downs. So it's to be able to, to interact and talk to people who have different experiences than, than I do has made me see adventure as, you know, it's very personal to the person and it's really cool to, to also see what I've noticed within all these women I've interviewed being reflected more by the outdoor industry as a whole. Um, so it, it has changed just in that my, 
I guess my worldview is broadened. So my, my sense of adventure is broadened too. And I've also challenged myself to do things that I hadn't done before. So like I'd never gone for a solo overnight backpacking trip before um, doing an episode on it. Cause I, I saw a lot of women wanting more advice on hiking and backpacking solo. And I realized, okay, if I'm gonna do an episode on this and this was back in September of 2016. So it's been two years. I have to do this too. So like, so that challenged me to um, go out of my comfort zone so that I could share that with other people. Um, and that's, that, that aspect of things has been really rewarding. No, that's great. And doing the Facebook Live, which you told me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was just like, no. <laughs> like, yeah. I can't edit myself. I can't edit my ums or my, yeah, I think. Like, I've said that at the start of every sentence. I, I do as well and they watch these sometimes. It's like, Georgina, come on. What is this here? Um, I just did the um again. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I love it because we get to showcase people's real personalities. I mean, think of your show, right? Nobody gets to really see you for it. So now they get to see you. Yeah. What the is. And, I, and I love that. And that's the part of this that I enjoy. And also just being present and you know that when we're not scripted you know we're mm -hmm. yeah no that is really nice <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love that what you said about adventure because we often talk about we don't want to provide a prescriptive narrative of what that means to anybody that's uh, part of our community it's that's the beauty of the word it, adventure can mean anything and lately I know personally I've been talking about adventure right now for me is like just like deep personal exploration you know that mm. that sometimes had just been reserved for places like on the mountain or like away in far distant lands where you mm -hmm. go to like you know unplug and find things out about yourself but you can actually do that every single day of your life mm -hmm. and, and it, it's a journey it's definitely an adventure yeah, well, well, when I started um, She Explores, and, you know, you think about a name when you start something, so I really wanted to have an action, like a verb, <laughs> like I wanted to be she, because, you know, now I look back and I'm like, oh, you know, I wish I hadn't chosen a gender pronoun, but, you know, um, what are you going to do? But um, I thought about Explorers, and I, I love that, so I have like a Google alert for She Explores, and at the time I thought about it as the, the, all the different things you can explore. So like whether it's, um, you know, going for a hike or um, thinking about a new artistic medium. So I thought about it in those sense, like you can dip into different, lots of different things. And now when I get my Google alert and I see like, it's really just news items or people use those two words together. Oh, um, but it's, it's so often like she explores like this concept or she explores, um, you know, this brush stroke or like she explores, explores all these like variety of different things. So um, I love thinking about like what you said about adventuring, like how that can be like going into this like deep, darker part of yourself. It's, it's like a similar kind of thought process. And I love that. Yeah. And so with all the interviews and with the part of this that you enjoy that drives you, what's the key message or mission that you're trying to communicate with your audiences now going forward? Because your audiences are also not necessarily just women. Mm -hmm. uh, so how, you know, 
how do you handle that or what's what's the goal there I think for for us um, at this point, and you know, things do change over the years. Like when I started the site, it was so much more about like a visual interpretation of time and like the kind of creative things that you express through spending that time outside. Um, and over time, where we've gotten so many submissions that are, like you said, more internal explorations. Um, I think. Now we really think about, and I care about showcasing others' stories, having those stories be heard and having them be like the most honest representation possible of their stories. So, um, you know, when I typically, when I do a pre-interview um, and I don't do a pre-interview with everyone, it kind of depends on timing and, um, and everything, but I like to ask like what, do you really want to talk about? Like, what do you want people to, to get out of this? And what do you not want people to know? Like, what is kind of off limits? And I want to respect what your boundaries are. Um, and so for us, whether it's um, the She Explores podcast, the Women on the Road podcast, or the editorial content, um, yeah, we just, we just want to make sure that people are representing themselves in the way that they want to be represented and that other people are, are seeing and, and hearing these people. Um, and from, you know, like you said, it's not just women who listen to the podcast for, I've heard from a lot of men who say that it helps them understand the women in their lives better and it helps them understand their outdoor experiences and how they might be feeling um, in a certain um, scenario. Um, and that's really, it's just so awesome to hear that because I like the idea of people understanding other people a little bit better through just honest storytelling. Yeah, no, I, and I think it's super important. We're the same. We have the word she in our name as well. Yeah. In our events, so we always tell everybody, everyone's welcome. Yeah. You know, it, it does take a little bit of a, a bit of courage sometimes to get, <laughs> to, to break through that, you know, those few men that do come to our, to our events. <laughs> um, but we, we never want to exclude anyone from the conversations we're having because they're interesting. They should be relevant to everybody. Mm -hmm. So speaking about that, your community, you've built an amazing community. You have a wonderful following on social and viewership and listeners um, across all your channels. So would you say that the growth was organic um, just from the nature of the storytelling and the sharing? Um, do you have any tips for anyone that might be watching that's trying to grow their community or um, their reach? Mm, yeah, so I think... When it comes to social media, so I, I will say, yes, it has been organic. Generally, we haven't put money into paid advertising. So if you think about it from that aspect, it has been organic that way. Um, I think timing has a lot to do with certain growth. Like we've had more, we had more growth in the first two years of She Explorers from a social media standpoint, just because there weren't as many outdoorsy women's accounts. There are a lot of outdoorsy women's accounts now, which is awesome. It means that like, all the work that so many different women in the industry have been doing has paid off, which is so cool. Um, I think that from a social media standpoint, consistency is really important, whether it's consistency in timing, tone. Um, you know, a lot of people like to have really similar images, and I think people are bored of that. So I think that now I think it's really important to, um, you know, and I, I don't want to use the word honest again, and a word that I hear all the time is authentic, like people are always like, be authentic. Um, <laughs> but it, I think that it's really, people are, are really, um, where they have 
been a bit oversaturated with similar images, similar um, feeds. I think that people are looking for variety and I think that they're looking for um, something that's going to build a connection and help them learn about people. So where you can, if you feel like you could have a different point of view um, visually, um, then maybe like a tent and a starry sky, you know, like there's a lot of like kind of visual tropes that, you know, you see in social media that repeat themselves over and over again. So being unique that way. And then also, um, you know, deciding what to share of yourself, um, what you're comfortable with and, and sharing that. If you're an individual, um, people are really looking to get to know you as an individual. So it's really just kind of what your, where your boundaries are there. Um, I think it's really, that, that boundary piece is critical. I know that it's been, took a long time for me to be okay with opening up more. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I personally, you know, on my, I have, I think because I've devoted a lot of energy into the She Explorers handle, I, I don't really post on my personal handle. Um, and that's like a boundary that if I really feel motivated to, then I do. And then I feel great about sharing that. Um, but I, it's, yeah, it really kind of comes down to like how you want to spend your time. And I know it's so important with businesses to have a social media presence. One more, two points with you. Uh, just one. What is your hope for women for the future? And we ask everyone on our show that question. Yeah, I think um, m my hope for women in the future is that and I said this before for the goal for She Explorers is that, that women's stories are heard. Um, but I, I, I think I want that for women as a whole, like outside of like the work that I'm doing, that, that the stories are presented and that they are heard by everyone, you know, like it's not just Sometimes in the work that I do, I, you know, I get emails and people are like, that's my story. I'm so happy that I got to hear about someone who sounds like me, like that is me. And people really love seeing their stories reflected in others. But I also want people to um, share stories from different backgrounds and just have people be interested in that for the person's sake, not just for trying to see yourself in someone else. So I think generally I just want, I want women to, to say something and for people to hear them and for it to be valid in what they've said. <laughs> I think that's super important. I mean, we, we get that so much with people just asking for advice to how to get their voice heard. They're mm -hmm. really dying, you know, at work or in different spaces and it's just not being receptive. And so I think globally, that's something that all of us can do is just like more active listening. When someone's speaking to you, like really listen to what they're saying, be present with them. Um, you'll understand that person so much more. You'll have more interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. It's negotiating, you know, that helps things. And um, if there's any kind of dispute or anything like that, active listening could actually really resolve <laughs> a lot of things. So. Yeah. We, and we're out of time. This was wonderful. Mm -hmm. I knew that we would have a lot to talk about. <laughs> want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us for She Ventures Office Hours. If you'd like to stay connected, please visit our website at www.sheventures.co. You can also email us at hello at sheventures.co. We'd love to hear from you and learn more about what topics you'd like us to cover that would be helpful for you along your journey. We're here to support you and this wonderful community. Have a beautiful day.